Hello and welcome to this session of Becoming a Game Changer. A teacher, a leader who's not just remembered, but a teacher who's never forgotten because you leave a dynasty, not just a legacy. My name is Angela Karanja. I am an adolescent psychologist and a parenting teenagers expert, renowned all over the world. And I have a special, special spot for teachers. I have even a more special spot for teachers who dare to change the game. Teachers who dare not just to be remembered for the teaching they did, but those who are never forgotten because they left a dynasty. I have a special spot for that. For over 20 years, I've been empowering young people and teachers and parents to live a life worth living, a life that exceeds who they are in this session. I hope to deliver exactly that. As I said, I'm an adolescent psychologist, so I'm gonna be talking about a bit of neuroscience of changing the game, right? As teachers, as I speak to you here, over 500 of you, if you're just listening on podcast, on audio, it's okay. But I would encourage you to go and watch this as a video because on there, you'll be able to download this worksheet. As you all know, it's very important to write notes, right? So I don't think you need encouraging in that, but I have a worksheet for this presentation. If you can go to raisingremarkableteenagers.com forward slash gamechangingteachers. That's raisingremarkableteenagers.com forward slash gamechangingteachers. You'll be able to download that and also to watch this as a video. Now, why have I got a special spot for teachers? When I was 10 years ago, sorry, not 10 years ago, when I was 10 years old, I lived in extreme poverty and extremely impoverished situation. I was born in Kenya, and at 10 years, you know, you know those kids that you see on TV and you hear that people are looking for aid for them? I was one of those kids. But just, be, just before you think that I'm here where I am today because of handouts, just listen in because it, was, it had nothing. My success, my major success has nothing to do with handouts. 
but it has everything to do with a teacher. A teacher just like you, a leader just like you, changed my life. Absolutely changed the trajectory of my life. As I said, I was languishing in poverty, empty stomach that was normal for me, walking miles and miles to school that was normal for me. So this teacher turns up, she was a temp teacher. I think she was just from university. She was, she probably was doing her, uh, either her intern. I, I, I don't remember everything because I was only 10. But when this teacher came, she was different. Different from all of my other teachers. She looked well, she looked good and she smiled. For me, it's the fact that she actually smiled and she took time to speak to us, the students, well, the pupils, right? And then that teacher, she, I remember she taught us maths and she taught us English. I can't remember what else she taught. But when she came, on that day when she arrived, she said to us, those of you that want to join me for lunch, you can come over. And by the way, she spoke English in a way that I had never heard. It was different from all of my teachers, right? And that's something for me, I looked at and I thought, oh, I like this, but let's go back to the reason I liked her so much, like an instant liking, was because she actually smiled, smiled at us, smiled with us, and encouraged us to smile. Now, you might be wondering, what's the big deal about smiling, you know? Most of my teachers, they came in, get on with work, almost grumpy. It's like they were angry. And in doing that, we also joined in to that vibration, that energy. And there was no opportunity to open up, to bloom, no opportunity for us to be kids. But like I said, there was something different about Ms. Kamau. So when she asked us to go for, for, for lunch, I was the first one to run. I mean, not to go and eat with her at lunch, but I was the first one to run with her because I didn't have anything to do at lunchtime. I didn't have food. I, I, I just had this person who smiled and said, you can join me. So I went. And when I went, as always, she was smiling. And guess what she did? She offered me some of her food. Can you imagine such a gesture? Now, I'm not suggesting that, that you as teachers offer your students food, food, although you can. And I'm also not suggesting that in this day and age, the, the kids that you're teaching are from as um, impoverished and abusive back, uh, backgrounds as I was, but some could be. 
What I'm saying is she created an openness, an approachability, and even a likability. So anyway, I went to, to, I went with her for lunch. We went, we sat under a tree and whilst we were there, she shared her food. Of course I ate, I'm a kid and I was hungry. I had not eaten breakfast. I didn't even know where the next meal would come. So I ate. And then she began to, to talk about a little bit about her life. And then she began to talk about her being in university. And she began to talk about some little struggles she had had when she was younger. But then it was time for us to go back to the class, to the classroom. Lunch break was over. So the next day, Miss Kamal said, anyone wants to come? Oh, even before she finished asking if anyone would join her for, for, for the lunch, her, her lunch break, I was already stood up and following. Why? First of all, I thought, oh, I might get some food today again, like yesterday. But then there was an energy. There was something about Mace that really attracted me to her. So I go this time and she begins to tell me, do you know, not long ago, I was in the exact same situation as you. I was, I was, I didn't, I came to school without shoes. I was, I didn't have food to eat. And, and I was listening in and I'm thinking, wow, do you know when someone actually expands your mind? That was what she was doing. And I was like, wow, do you mean actually someone can move from a situation as mine to becoming like Miss? I was like, ooh, I like this. And then every day, every day, Miss would ask for anyone who wanted to join her. And I, and I went every day. Sometimes she'd share her food, sometimes she wouldn't because more kids started coming in, especially when I said to them that she shared food, more kids started coming in for the session saying, Miss Kamal Dean, her lunchbox could only cover so many. And sometimes she'd say, oh, you got some yesterday. So this, this one's having some today. So not every day did I get something to eat. But Miss Kamal was talking about stories, stories that inspired me. I begin to believe. And then one day, before she left, she said to me, did you know that you could go to a school where they eat three meals a day? But to go to that school, you've got to get those good grades. Whoa! I tell you what, I started to dream about that school almost on a daily basis. 
as far as I can remember, that was the first goal I ever set, to go to a school where we ate guaranteed three meals a day. I mean, it was a goal for me, especially coming from, from an environment where I didn't know whether there was food coming or not, right? So that was my first goal. Now, why am I telling you this story? And by the way, let me just say to you that three years later, I would go to the exact same school I dreamt about. Why? Because Ms. Kamal planted that seed that I was capable, I was worthy, and that my circumstances needed not define who I am and how far I could go. Talk about never to be forgotten teacher, a teacher who not only left a legacy, but a dynasty, and I'll tell you why. The person I am today is because I was inspired by that teacher and everyone else, the thousands of teachers and parents and students that I have inspired. That has happened because of Mace. This is dynasty. Right? And I know you're here because you want to change the game. I know you've not been listening to this. If within yourself, you didn't have that something, that oomph, wanting to inspire young people. And you're a leader and a teacher in your position because that is your intention. I know that for sure. Otherwise, you'd not be here. Leaders are learners. And the reason you're here learning what you're learning today is because there's something inside of you wanting to expand. And in expanding, you want to influence the students, the pupils that you teach. Let me tell you what Ms. Kamau taught me. She created for me what I now call the 3M framework. If you've got your worksheet, please remove it and let's start writing these notes. A 3M framework. These three M's for me were introduced by Ms. Kamau. And I know for sure these are the three ends of influence, right? I want to now stop talking about these three ends. The first M is modeling. You guys know about the theory of modeling and that young people model who we are and what we do. So my question is to you and to myself, who am I? And therefore, what am I modeling? 
Who am I? Are you a teacher, a leader, credible enough for our young people to respect and actually want to listen? You see, most of you, most teachers make the best plans. You've got the best lesson plans. You've got the best ideas. But here is usually the problem. We've got the best seed, but the ground in which the seed is to be planted is not prepared enough. So how do we prepare them? How do we prepare our young people so that they are receptive? Let me tell you something. Many students don't fail because they are thick or, or they don't know anything. They fail because the ground in which the seed is being planted is not prepared, is not receptive, is not soft, is not rich. So how can we, how can you as a leader, how can you as a teacher become a model? Because our young people will model who we are. Remember I said to you, when Miss Kamau, I met, when I met Miss Kamau, she was smiling. And I learned how to smile. Not that I couldn't, of course, anyone can open their lips. I learned how to smile, to be happy, to actually belong, to be, to feel worthy. But that must be modeled by someone, right? So who are you and what are you teaching our pupils, our, our students? And I'm not talking about maths, English, science, any teacher can teach that, including artificial intelligence. But you as a teacher, are you able to bring your whole self, who you are, and in doing so, inspire uh, your, your young students or your older students to discover who they are as worthy human beings? Do you treat them as worthy human beings? Do you treat them as capable? Are you modeling that? In neuroscience, we know that there is what we call mirror neurons. And what does that say? It says that how you, as an influential person, as a, as a main caregiver, as a main contact, who you are, our young people emulate that. So who are we as teachers, as leaders? What are you modeling? Do you model confidence? Do you model happiness? Do you model humanity? See, most people are either apathetic in a situation you, 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 you're working with a group of young people and most people are apathetic 
I don't think any of you here is a pathetic. Why? You won't be a teacher. You won't even be here if you actually didn't care and you are apathetic. But then we have others who are sympathetic. Say, for example, I remember when Miss Kamau, I was having a conversation with her and I was telling her how, how, how beat up I am, how sorry I was about myself and all that. She didn't come down to my level. She didn't come down to my level. What she did, she changed my story. She did not feel sorry for me. She changed my story. How many of us in classrooms, in leadership roles, we are coming down to the sorry space instead of helping our young people, our pupils, our students to change the story? Have you found yourself dropping to a sorry state, a sorry space instead of inspiring them to change the story? That's what models do. She changed my story. She did not feel sorry for me. And that does not mean, as you can see, Miss Kamau, she was very, she was very empowering to me. Right. You know, most people think I'm not um, they think the apathy and then sympathy and then empathy. But there is a level higher, which is empowering. You notice what someone's going through, you notice their challenges and then you say to them, let's go. Miss Kamau did not just tell me, oh, sorry thing. I remember how it was not to eat. And I remember how I was walking without shoes and poor thing. I know exactly how you feel. She said to me, I know exactly how you feel, but there is another place we can go. You don't have to be stuck there. And she modeled. That's the first M. That's the first M in our 3M framework of influence. The second M is mentoring. Mentoring. How do you communicate your breakthroughs? How do you communicate your vulnerabilities? Miss Kamau, she communicated her breakthrough. She showed me that it is possible for you to move from this long place, this sorry place, to a great, overly greater, better place. It is possible. And she showed me by sharing her vulnerability, which again, as I always say to us leaders and teachers, let's not always think about putting our best foot forward. What about just putting your foot and showing the kids that this is life, but we can do better. Sharing stories of triumph, sharing again, 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 not just showing the glory, but 
sharing the story. Most of us are afraid of, of saying how we have failed or how we have not performed well and how, how we have. And then we're very quick and joyous to show that this is the glory part of my life. What about sharing that story? Sometimes even gory story, the difficulties as you inspire them to believe that they can get to this glory place. Let's not be afraid of sharing our own vulnerabilities. And when I say this, I don't mean you, you tell, tell stories. Tell stories that have an inspiring streak to them. Don't tell stories that are going to burden kids. We have to be very, very tactical and strategic when we share our lives with our teachers, uh, with, with our kids, with our kids, with our pupils, with our with our students. So, and that is what mentoring is about. Mentoring, mentoring, communicating your breakthroughs. And that is showing there are challenges. How did I do it? And if you don't have any of those, which I don't think anyone doesn't have, all of us have, have had challenges. Share other people's challenges in an inspiring way. That is the second M of influence. The third M of influence is motivate. See, motivate. Most of us as teachers sometimes and even leaders, that's the motivate is what we jump to first. You cannot motivate someone who you're, you're not a model to, who you're not a mentor to. Why? Because they won't believe you. When you first become a model, you become attractive and approachable to the students. That means they're already opening their rece receptive neurons to you. And then, only after you become a model, then can you start to mentor because they'll listen to you. They already believe you. They already trust you. And now you can begin to motivate. And why is motivation so, so important? Motivation is how you use your word. Your, your words have power. I mean, we know in psychology, your Words are prophetic. They have so much power, so much that we can trace the energetic frequency of a word. How it makes the kids feel. Now, there is a quote by Maya Angelou I like so much. She says, people might forget what you did. People might forget even what you said but people will never forget how you made them feel. Imagine how, what your words make the kids feel. And it's in feeling good, again, 
Remember earlier I talked about preparing the ground for growth, preparing the ground for the growth of the seed that you're planting. When you're when kids are feeling open, when they're feeling happy, when they're feeling received, the when they're feeling they belong and wanted and they are worthy because of the words you're using, then whatever you plant is bound to grow and produce, you know, many, many folds. So those are the three M's of influence. I call them like I, I, I learned them through that experience with Miss Kamal. Of course, I've I've had other teachers and mentors that have taught me and validated these three M's, which is why I teach people, I teach teachers, I teach parents that if you want to become an influencer, and I mean, I don't mean this, this uh, flimsy, phony influencers, right? Building a dynasty, changing the game, changing the minds of young people. You have to adopt these three M's. Becoming a model, becoming a mentor, and becoming a motivator, right? And I am excited today because I know you. Well, I may not have met you, right? I know the reason you're here because within you, you are a leader. Right? You are a leader. <clears throat> Hold up a minute. Something has has gone a little kaput. So, yeah, the recording is back in progress. So, as I presented those three M's, now you can see how you are in such a special position to drastically, dramatically influence our young people. And it takes a mind shift to be an influencer, right? And I, today, I want to invite you to our nine-week program. Why am I inviting you to our nine-week program? Because we know it takes 63 days to adopt a new habit, to become a new person. Now, I'm not saying the person you are is not good, but what I'm saying is we can go higher we can change the game in education. We can change the game in how we influence our young people, in how they are receptive to us, right? So 
if you look at your sheet again, let's have a look, look at your sheet. Um, what we've covered up to now is you as a leader, you as a teacher, do not want to just be remembered, but you want to never be forgotten because you're about to leave a dynasty and not just a legacy, right? And we've talked about the three M's of influence, which are modeling, mentoring, and motivating, right? So again, recap. What are these three M's? Modeling, mentoring, motivating. So ask yourself, who must I be? Who am I and who must I be to be able to influence? the young people, who must I be? The second question to ask yourself, what experiences and stories must I share? And we talked about the willingness to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is strength, we know. And then motivating. What words must I use to inspire? What words must I use to inspire? I talked about your words being prophetic. Right? So at this point, I want to introduce you, like I said, to our programs. We have this nine weeks program. that's going to help you become a whole different kind of a teacher. A whole different kind of a teacher. Now, as I said, it takes about 63 days for your neural paths to change. And what we want is developing ourselves as models, developing ourselves as mentors and developing ourselves as motivators. In those nine weeks, I will talk to you about your executive part of the brain, your frontal lobe, which is 40% of your brain and how it's the CEO and how when we start to learn the concepts I'll be teaching you, it's going to be influencing all the other parts of your brain as a person. This is so exciting as I, as I talk about this. It is so exciting because when we understand these concepts, change is eminent. Right? So I'm excited about that. I'm really, really excited about that. Now, 
I want you to look through the package because I really, really want you to be there. Usually, I charge uh, $1,349 for, for just one student, one teacher, one leader. But here's what I'm going to do. If you, as an institution, as a school, decide to take this up, 10 of your teachers, 10 of your leaders can access this. So how good is this? For nine weeks, 10 of you, and, 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 because I'm feeling extremely excited about this. If your school, if your institution, if you as a leader decides to take this, I'm gonna throw in another program called Becoming an Extraordinary Young Person for your students, up to 30 students. And that's going to be absolutely free. Do you know, I'm saying this, I'm excited because I'm speaking to over 550 of you, but I know, I know that this is going to reach many other thousands of people from all over the world. And, and I um, remember I talked about dynasty. I talked about dynasty. This is exactly what you're doing, what we are doing. It started from my teacher. And now I'm passing it on. This is like, it's like a blood, blood, bloodline. We are reigning because this is what wisdom does for you. When you acquire wisdom, like we're going to be presenting for you in these nine weeks, we reign in our own lives, we reign, we succeed. And so, and it's not so that we can have power over other people, as it is, as I speak with you here today, I'm loving on you. I love you guys. And I don't feel like I'm not any better than you. What I'm feeling right now is an opportunity for us to exchange what we both know. Me to pass on what I know. What was passed on by someone else? It's giving, it's conduit of kindness, conduit of love, conduit of wisdom, conduit of knowledge. That's what we are doing now. And I'm excited because I know leaders are learners. And from just what I have given you in, in the first few minutes, can you imagine us spending an hour, two hours every week for the next nine weeks? Imagine how much is going to change in your life, in the people that you influence. And then, obviously, like I said, if you take this offer, if you take this offer, your students, up to 30 students, are going to gain access to becoming extraordinary young people 
This program is powerful because it helps our young people recognize who am I? And if anyone, if anyone gets to a point where they are able to answer the question, who am I? Who am I? And when they answer it correctly, that they are a magnificent, a worthy, a deserving human being who is able to venture and charter territories. We are onto a winner, guys, right? You'll be teaching them maths. They're just getting it. You teach them English, they're just getting it. You teach them science, they're just getting it. Why? Because they are good soil. They are rich soil. They feel they are deserving. They feel they are clever. They feel they are worthy of receiving. They feel open. This will change the game for you and your students. So I'm really looking forward to meeting you on the inside. So again, go to this link, um, raisingremarkableteenagers.com forward slash game changing teachers if you're not if you're if you're listening on audio make sure you go to the website raising remarkable teenagers.com forward slash game changing teachers and there is a link that's going to take you to sign up for this nine weeks program i'm looking forward to meeting you there i know i know i know it's gonna change the person you are. And we are supposed to change. We are supposed to expand. And, and when we expand, we give others permission to do the same. I'm gonna finish this session with a verse and it's by Marianne Williamson and it's, it's uh, usually attributed to her and also uh, the great Nelson Mandela. And the verse says, our deepest fears is not that we are incapable. Our deepest fears is that we are powerful beyond measure. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant? Let me, actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. You were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within you. And it's not just in some of us, it's in all of us. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And as we are liberated from our own fears, we unconsciously liberate others from their own fears. Thank you. Again, my name is Angela Karanja, and I am an adolescent psychologist and a parenting teenagers expert. And I teach 
I teach teachers how to be empowering and game changers. I teach parents how to do the same. And also I teach young people to be game changers in their own space. Let's meet at raisingremarkableteenagers.com forward slash game changing teachers. Thank you.